0: You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. The latest failure of the F-35 is lighter pilots. Those who weigh less could when they eject have their neck snap? Generally speaking, when you eject from a plane, you don't want the neck to snap. Right, you're ejecting to save the life of the pilot. Yeah, because I mean, if the neck was just Mm. going to snap, they could just stay in the plane that's going down. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip, weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the Matt Walsh Podcast, thank you for listening. So Ben Carson was on with... Uh, O'Reilly a few days ago I think and he was asked about his religion which he is quite a bit which I'm sure he shouldn't he doesn't mind nor should he um, and he was asked about his uh, views on evolution and how old the earth is and that sort of thing so he was, he, he was sharing that and uh, I was thinking first of all you know it's interesting that Democrats if you noticed are never asked about their faith Their God has never brought up to them Jesus has never brought up. They're, they're never asked by the media in interviews and in debates. They're never asked. However, almost all of them claim to be there's a, how many liberal politicians are outspoken atheists or out of the closet atheists. Are there any, I don't know. Are there any liberal politicians on the national stage that actually say, you know, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. Uh, now, now, the reality is that, that almost all of them all actually are atheists, but they all claim to be religious. Maybe some of them say they're Jewish. I know there's one uh, Muslim, um, but they're never asked about it, and which, which is interesting to me. Because if, if this is really what you believe, if you're actually—because I think it's perfectly legitimate to ask uh, politicians about their faith, uh, their belief in you know God— uh, if they say they're Christian, ask them about their theology. I think that's a very legitimate thing to ask people. Because really nothing gets down to the heart of someone who someone is, <clears throat> what they believe, more than that, right? If you are actually a Christian, then I mean, anyone who's actually a Christian would be the first to say that, yes, my faith uh, defines me more than anything else. So it's interesting to me when other Christians say, well, it doesn't matter. We don't have to ask them about their religion. This is the thing that supposedly defines them more than anything. We shouldn't ask about it. Well, of course we should ask about it. But liberal politicians are never asked. Democrats are never asked. Because there's almost there's this there's this understanding. Uh, well, I think it's there are a few reasons for that. First of all, the media knows that it'll be embarrassing for them. You know, if Hillary Clinton was actually asked about her... Uh, her supposed faith in God, um, you know, asked about the Bible, it would be so obvious that she's uncomfortable, she knows nothing about it, she's not sincere, it'd be very embarrassing, and obviously they're on her side, so they're not going to ask her about it. But then the other part of it is that it's just we all sort of know that they're full of it, and that this is not sincere, so we don't even bother. It's like this understanding that we all have. When a Democrat says, I believe in God, we we all have this understanding that, well, it's not really true, so we don't ask them. Meanwhile, Republicans are asked all the time. But of course, uh, Ben Carson, you know, anytime uh, someone, especially a Republican, talks about their faith, gets into uh, uh, where they stand on Genesis and evolution and all these things, you start to hear, and this is what you've been hearing over the last few days, of course, with with Ben Carson, you hear this all the time, that uh, Christians are anti-science. Christians are, are, uh, uh, you know, against science. Science is on the side of atheists. And I, I really, I, the thing is that this is where some of my Christian brothers and sisters, they fail mightily because so often it seems like Christians, when the topic of science comes up, Christians will almost cede science to the atheists and shrink away from the challenge. You know, back off in defeat. Say something about faith and, and belief. Hey, you, you've got your science books, I've got the Bible, I've got my faith. And yes, faith and belief are important, obviously, but but we as Christians need to remember that we're standing on the mountain of truth. So we have the high ground, we have the facts, we have the science, we have everything. So so, despite what's said about the, the Christianity being anti-science, and unfortunately some Christians reinforce that notion by sort of uh, presenting this false dichotomy between faith and science like they conflict. But they don't. Our faith does not conflict with science. Christianity, in fact, built this civilization. Our Christian ancestors are the pioneers behind the greatest advancements in many fields of study. Christianity illuminates the science sciences, invigorates the uh, passion for discovery. You know, as Christians, we aren't just a member of a religion. We are members of a rich intellectual tradition unmatched by any other group anywhere in the world. So we shouldn't just sit there as I always see Christians do and let atheists blabber about how our faith hates science and so on and so forth. It's not true. You know, I've heard this, you can't mix religion and science argument so many times and so many times the atheist gets away with it um, uh, because he's not challenged We're told we hate science and all that, but it's so absurd because, because modern science, despite what anyone tells you, would not exist without religion, Christianity in particular. Christianity has not stifled science, Christianity has been the driving force for hundreds of years uh, of, of science and virtually its only significant contributor. Copernicus, Kepler, Galileo, uh, Descartes, Newton, Kelvin, you know, all these guys, devout Christians. So, if we're going to remove science from religion, then we get to keep all those dudes, right? And atheists can keep, you know, Richard Dawkins and, uh, I don't know, uh, Kim Kardashian, I'm sure, is an atheist. You've got guys like Father Steno was a a priest uh, and geologists call him the the father of geology and he was a priest. The father of geology was a priest. Um, You've got uh, churches and basilicas, that were used as solar observatories. Um, You have, you know, uh, uh, like the Jesuits, who helped contribute to uh, the development of clocks and barometers, microscopes, telescopes. Uh, You've got Christians way back, way back hundreds of years ago, theorized about things like human flight, the moon, the tides, blood circulation, jesuits also uh, observed uh, certain astronomical phenomena before anyone else and the thing is they did these things as an aspect of their religious pursuits not in competition with it and in fact for, for five or six centuries no institution uh no institution funded and supported the sciences more than the church they don't teach that in school which yet again demonstrates the danger of mixing atheism and education because it's very ideologically driven. So when you mix atheism and education, uh, all of a sudden you're not allowed to talk about all the good things that the church the church did for science. Atheists, you see, have to hide from so much. They have to, to deny so much and twist and manipulate so much because its existence is always jeopardized by the light of truth. So to paraphrase C.S. Lewis, uh, an atheist has to be careful about what he reads and which facts he encounters because there are traps everywhere. When when Western scientific knowledge came to places like China and India in the 1600s, it came by way of Christians and, and uh, their quote-unquote science-hating Christianity. You'd be hard-pressed to find a single bit of modern scientific knowledge that was not discovered or heavily influenced by the work of devout Christians. So... Uh, do the progressive, you know, science lovers, atheist science lovers who use the Big Bang theory to disprove God, do they even know the name of the guy who originally formulated that hypothesis? You know, the thing is, unfortunately, the guy who formulated the Big Bang hypothesis, his, his name, uh, well, he was a Monsignor. Do you know what Monsignor means? It means? It means priest. He was a priest. So those who broadly mock religion and who pretend that Christianity inhibits education discovery aren't just arrogantly dismissing, you know, Christians in modern day, they're, they're dismissing all of these Christian scientists who shaped and formed our scientific knowledge of, of today. This is why I can't stand the the sort of dismissive attitude that people have about Christianity. Christians are stupid uh, and all that. And, you know, someone could call me stupid. I probably am. But you you look back the last 2,000 years, most of the smartest, most brilliant people from all fields of study and, and all the arts and everything were Christian. You know, Da Vinci, Aquinas, Shakespeare, Mozart, Washington, Martin Luther King, Edison, Tesla, Alexander Graham Bell, Adam Smith, Marconi, Chesterton, Lewis, McDonald, Dickens, Faulkner, Tolkien, Marco Polo, Neil Armstrong, Magellan, Columbus, Henry Ford. You know, all of these guys, all Christians. And in many cases, these are not people who happen to be Christian but in fact, what they did, what they discovered, what they invented—you uh, know—the the the social revolutions that they sparked were were fueled by their Christianity. Is the point? You know, when you think about science, um, science just like any other subject is mon- is uh, sort of multi-dimensional. So you have the fact, the scientific fact, and then there's the meaning behind the fact, and then there's the motivation to pursue the fact and its meaning. And then there's the issue of, you know, how to apply and interpret all these things. So in other words, science uh, advances or regresses depending on the prevailing philosophy of any civilization. You see, so Christian civilizations advanced science immeasurably because they were Christian civilization. If you take God out of the study of the origin of life, not only are you left with sort of a confused and arbitrary thing riddled with holes and inconsistencies, but also... You've stripped the subject and the study of the subject of its meaning and purpose. So in other words, you know, even today, if you take an atheist scientist and a, and a, a Christian scientist and both are studying uh, the origin of life, the Christian scientist is going to be one who, can, who, who, who you can trust more, who can be more honest. So it doesn't have to hide from any facts. It doesn't have to twist any facts to, to suit his, his narrative what the atheist scientist does our understanding of the universe deepened so profoundly during the Christian era because of the Christian tradition that brought a sense of order and rationality to the universe Uh, political and ideological forces you know these days want to decapitate existence from the mind that sort of created it which shreds its order and its meaning and leaves us with a, with a science that is regressed back into something incoherent and uh, and archaic. So atheism does not advance science. It doesn't advance anything. It, it it only it does only what it's designed to do, which is confuse and destroy. So you can't take Christianity out, out of science. Just like and that's for the same reason why you shouldn't take Christianity or shouldn't try to take Christianity out of the classroom. If you take it out If you take Christianity out of things, most everything, especially science, goes with it. Christianity is woven into the fabric of most every academic subject, um, except gender studies. But uh, everything else, you can't take it out. You can, however, remove atheism. And I think it's time we do that. You know, a, a silly superstition like atheism, uncaused causes... You know, that sort of thing. Human consciousness that develops accidentally out of lifeless material, order coming from chaos, rationality coming from irrationality, everything coming from nothing. I mean, this is a ridiculous superstition, and uh, it's never done any good for anyone, and it doesn't belong. You know, it should not be associated with science. It's anti-science. It shouldn't be in schools. It's anti-education. We really should. I mean, it's. we have to get atheism Especially out of education, before we all end up like uh, the modern atheist greatest prophet Nietzsche, who who died insane and naked, eating his own feces in a mental institution. That's not the sort of fate we should wish upon our children. You know, think of think of the children for goodness' sake. So as Christians, we should really start being defensive. Honestly, we should be defensive because Christianity is this great and uh, universal. Uh, immense eternal thing and Christianity properly understood is well it's right about everything it is truth so we shouldn't give up any ground at all and when people are very dismissive of Christians and they treat us like we're idiots and Christianity is this thing that stifles knowledge and the pursuit of knowledge that's such an absurd and ridiculous claim that could not be more historically inaccurate. So we should really engage it. One of my favorite quotes about uh, Christianity comes from Chesterton. He's talking about how uh, Christianity is a, this full, you know, rational, multifaceted, universal thing, and he says um, Christianity has a quote multiplicity and subtlety and imagination about the varieties of life, which is far beyond the bald or breezy platitudes of most ancient or modern philosophy. In a word, there is more in it. It finds more in existence to think about. It gets more out of life. I think it's a great quote. It's a great way of putting it, right? He was good at, at doing that, putting things in a, a great way. But we really need to be aggressive in making this point, I think. We shouldn't be embarrassed. The Republican gets up there, is asked about his views on evolution or uh, the creation of the earth or whatever. We shouldn't be embarrassed by his um, response. He's got a lot of intellectual weight behind him in, in what he's saying, right? And you could say, yeah, the media asks the question, uh, not because they actually want to know the answer, but because they're trying to embarrass Christians and they're trying to support this narrative that we're anti-science, which of course is the case. But no matter your position, whether you're writing for political office or not, you're asked a question about your faith, you should answer it. And that's, uh, that's one thing. And I' have and you know, Ben Carson is not my uh, choice for president, but I do respect that about him that he has Anytime he's asked about his faith, uh, he's not afraid to answer it, and I'll always respect that in. Somebody. You know, I wish we all, I wish we all had that, had that quality. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. have a great weekend. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Ah, Cruce Salus, Godspeed.